to get there in a few minutes. But um, we're going to talk about uh, pursuit, questions, and gratefulness. All right. Now, first of all, we need to recognize the fact that the uncommon man is looking for three things from you. Three things from you. Pursuit, questions, and gratefulness. Those are the three things that the uncommon man is looking from you. Okay? Now, you have to understand that pursuit is everything. It's everything. To them, pursuit is everything. Now, to pursue simply means to hunt for, go after, and effort to attain. I mean, you can't just sit at home and twiddle your thumbs and expect a miracle or expect the blessings of God to overshadow you. <clears throat> All right? To pursue means to hunt for. It means to go after. It means it's an effort to attain. All right? And so the uncommon man, to the uncommon man, you have no right to access what you will not pursue. And we'll say that again. You have no right to access what you will not pursue. Okay? I want you to get that. If there's no pursuing, then you have no right to access. It's kind of amazing because I didn't really know when I was preaching on Sunday from um, this particular, from Matthew, the fifth chapter, but Jesus taught on the kingdom principle of pursuit. It was a principle. And so this is a confirmation. He said, blessed are those uh, that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then you all remember what the promise was. The promise was they shall be filled. Okay, so when you, when you have a hunger and when you have a thirst for, for righteousness, basically you are pursuing, you are pursuing, all right? You are pursuing, you have a hunger, you have a thirst. And then he promised us that uh, we shall be filled, all right? Hunger and thirst after. I want you to, I want you to look at that word after. That, that word is significant here tonight because the word after means what it says. It means to go after as one that would capture truth. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to capture truth. And so the word uh, after means that we go after as if we're trying to capture truth. Now, that's why it's very important that we be able to identify the uncommon man because, listen, everybody's talking nowadays. Everybody has something to say on every subject matter, okay? And there are just as many lies out there, if not more, than there are truths, all right? And so we have to go after and uh, we have to pursue that which is true, all right? You have to capture truth. And the Bible says Jesus declared that the truth will set you free, okay? And so God will allow us to identify that common man, that common woman. And watch this. This is what they're going to do. They're going to speak truth, into our lives. And I, I got to keep, I, I have to keep saying this because uh, this is spiritual. Sometimes that's all we need is truth. Uh, uh, some folk can't handle the truth. You got to be able to handle the truth, okay? Don't ask, don't ask me, don't ask me uh, uh, how you like my haircut if you really don't want the truth. 
oftentimes when we ask people certain questions, we already have in mind what answer we are looking for. And when we don't get that answer, then all of a sudden we get upset. We have to learn how to be able to handle the truth. The uncommon man, uncommon woman, they're going to speak the truth. They're going to speak truth into our lives. And so when they speak truth into our lives, uh, it would behoove us uh, uh, to take advantage of that meridian meeting, that divine appointment, because that's going to be the appointment that's going to change uh, our entire lives. And so then the, the, the wise man, the wise man, the wise man or the wise disciple will let nothing keep him or her from pursuing the gift within the uncommon person. So, so, so once you identify who that individual is, you will let nothing hinder you from pursuing what's inside of them, the gift that's inside of them. Okay, because you know, I know that the gift that is inside of them is going to be what's going to change our lives. Somebody said, well, how many times do my life have to be changed? Well, I know you've already been changed because you, you saved. But, but God has a way of, of as we journey through life, Okay, some of y'all looking for something different now. Okay, well, just, 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 just hold on, hold on, trust God, believe God. You're gonna have that. You're gonna have that divine meeting. Okay, uh, that's gonna change. Somebody's going to speak truth into your life, and God's gonna use the gift that's in them. And I told you all on last week, you have something that's inside of you that somebody's waiting on. You have truth. Inside of you that somebody's waiting on, okay? But a wise disciple will let nothing keep him or her from pursuing the gift within the uncommon man. So tonight, I told you to go to Second Kings because, and uh, I want you to read the entire chapter later on. Read the entire chapter later on because I'm telling you, it's good. I, it really... It really blessed me. It, it, it really blessed me. It talks about Elijah and Elijah. The names almost sound similar, okay? One is just S-H-A, and the other one is J-A-H, Elijah and Elijah, okay? Uh, uh, when you read, when we read this text later on, Elijah's life, of pursuit for a double portion of the anointing on Elijah's life is an excellent example of drawing on the gift within the uncommon man, okay? It, it, it also teaches about divine appointments ordered by the Holy Spirit that can change your life. And so let's, 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 let's look at the scripture. Let's look at the scripture. Verse number, verse number nine, verse number nine. Look what it says. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask, watch this, what I shall do for thee before I am taken away from thee. Ask, I don't want you to miss that. What I shall do for thee before I am taken away from thee. Now, now, just in your mind, just in your mind, you don't have to unmute, you don't have to answer, but, but what, what would you have asked for? What, what, what would you have asked for? Think about it. What, what would you have asked for? Okay, uh, 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 that's, a, that's a good question. You know, uh, 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 Solomon was asked the same uh, was asked the same question. Anything you desire, you can have. What did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. What would you ask for? Look at the rest of the text. It says, "And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit 
be upon me a double portion of thy spirit be upon me now 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 a double portion uh proves that men have received different measures of the spirit and power okay and 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 many have done some miraculous things with the measure that God has given unto them. Just write this scripture down, St. John 3 and 34. Okay, he gives us all, he gives us all a measure. I don't have the same amount of measure that you have, and you don't have the measure that I have. Okay. Uh, sometimes uh, we see other people doing great things for God, exploits for God. And we say, oh, oh, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. No, no, no. Okay. Because here's the thing. You don't know what that person had to go through. You don't know the sleepless nights. You don't uh, know how many tears they had to shed. Okay. But God gives all of us a measure. Okay. And so, and so if one has any degree of power or any gift of the spirit, he or she will be able at any time to do what the power or gift is designed to do. Now you have to understand, your gift, every believer, everybody that's listening to me, everybody that's saved, God has given you a gift. Everybody has at least one gift. Okay, and here's the thing. Your gift is designed to do what God would have you to do. Your gift might not be my gift. See, and, and that's and that's what the problem is oftentimes. We, we, we see other people's gifts and we desire their gifts. And then we even sometimes, uh-oh, try to operate <laughs> like we have that individual's gift. Okay, God has given all of us a gift and he's given us a measure. Okay, and so your gift is designed for what God is calling you to do. And so that's why it's very important. That's why, that's why it's very important that each and every one of us stir up the gift that's inside of us. I'm gonna say it again. We gotta stir up the gift. That's inside of us. What would happen if all of the gifts that God has given to us was working in the church? Think about it. Okay, you have a gift. It's designed just for you. My prayer is, God, stir up the gift. Somebody ought to say, stir up the gift, stir up the gift, stir up the gift. Now watch this. It's something you have to do in order for God to stir the gift up. He's not going to just stir it up while you sleep tonight. He's, he's not going to do that. Okay? You have to have a desire for God to stir the gift up in you. Okay? And so you have the power. You have, you have the gift. It's designed just for you. Now, notice what Elijah asked for. Elijah asked for a spiritual blessing. He could ask for whatever he wanted to ask for. He asked for a spiritual blessing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All of these things shall be added unto you. If we would just pursue God, pursue holiness, it ain't nothing we can't have. It ain't no place we cannot go. It's nothing that we cannot do. He asked for a spiritual blessing. Okay, most people today would have asked for money. Other people would have asked for material things, for few value spiritual blessings. Very few people value spiritual blessings. But can I tell you all something? There's nothing like when you are able to declare that you know you are spiritually blessed. You might not have a whole lot of money, but you're spiritually blessed. You don't worry about no money. I mean, we all like to have it. Come on. We all like to have a little change. 
But we understand that even if we get down to nothing, because I'm spiritually blessed, I know that God works best when I get down to nothing. Why? Because he took nothing and created the whole universe. And so we are spiritually blessed. How many of you all know that you're blessed? Wave at me if you know that you're blessed. Amen. That you know that you're spiritually blessed. Because blessings are not determined by what we have materially. Because all you need is a good job, good credit score, okay? And you can go buy whatever you want. If you had a million dollars tonight, you just about go buy <laughs> whatever you want. And so we're talking about spiritual blessings. And so he chose, okay, spiritual blessing, a spiritual blessing. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. He says, and he said, thou hast asked a hard, in other words, a difficult, a tough thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me, I don't want y'all to miss this. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. It shall not be so. Okay? So here, Elijah says to Elijah, he says, <laughs> You've asked something very difficult for me to do. He knew he couldn't do it. But then he let him know, when I get ready to go away, if you're present, then guess what? You're going to get a double portion of my spirit. Elijah wanted a double portion of the anointing that was on Elijah. J-A-H. He wanted a double portion of the anointing. How many of y'all know it's the anointing that destroys the yoke? When we quote that, let's say it right. The anointing don't break the yoke. Because how many of y'all know anything that is broken can nine times out of 10 be put back together again? All of the grandbabies and kids was over here the other day. I think some of y'all could see my little band up on the shelf. Well, I had taken one of my band members down off the shelf and I put it right down here on the floor next to my desk. And I come in here the other day, no, Sister Teresa came in and saw that one piece was one place and the other piece was the other place. And she took both pieces and set it on the kitchen table. And when I walked into the kitchen and saw it broken on the kitchen table, my heart was broken. One of my band members were gone. <laughs> and here what she said. She said, she said, don't worry about it. I can fix it. Okay. She said, I can fix it. Next thing I know, she said, okay, your band member is good. Okay, well, that's the thing. You, you, we don't want when God deliver us from something for him to just break it. Come on, we don't want him to just break it. I think I don't know what kind of glue that, that she used, but it's some, it was some good glue. We don't want him to just break it. We want him to do what? Destroy every yoke. There's some stuff you don't want put back together. Don't, don't, don't anybody just close your eyes. Don't even look. Don't even look. <laughs> There's some stuff you don't even want put back together. Okay. Well, I have to stop out here and tell you that the anointing will destroy every yoke. So Elijah wanted a double portion of the anointing that was on Elijah. And so, and so that was a bold request. But here's the secret. I'm going to show you all the secret. And he told him what it, what it was. To gain that anointing, he had to stay close. <laughs> you have to stay close. You got to remember what he says. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so. But if not, okay, when he comes and get me, 
and you over doing something else, you're going to miss out. And I need to let somebody know, a lot of people missed out because you were too busy doing other stuff. <laughs> How many Meridian meetings do you think you missed out on? Okay? And so he said, in order to get this anointing, then you have to be here when I'm taken up. Now, by making this request, what well, I says, Elijah showed that he knew the importance of God's spirit working both in and through the heart of the prophet. And then above all else, Elijah wanted, he wanted spiritual power. Can I tell you guys something? The anointing is, is more than just to make you do like this and, and make you speak in tongue and let folks say that I'm anointing it and all that stuff, okay? I'm going to do a lesson later on about the anointing, but, you know, the anointing, what's this? Did you not know that the anointing is really about you? Uh-oh. The anointing is about you. The glory is about him. The purpose of the anointing coming on you is that it enables you to do what you do. All right? Samson, when he prayed, he was in trouble. Y'all know the story. I'm not going to go through it. But he said, Lord, anoint me. Touch me one more time. Okay? And then when God did that, the anointing was about him at that point. He was able, with a little bit of strength, to push the pillars. And the whole house came tumbling down. And so when we deal with the, anoint, uh, with the anointing, you have to understand that the anointing just enables us to do what we do much better. <laughs> Let's say it that way. So if the pastor is, 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 is preaching or if the pastor is teaching, can I teach without the anointing? Yes, I can teach without the anointing. Will any yokes be broken? No. <laughs> because it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. And so Elijah wanted spiritual power. He wanted a power that was far beyond his own abilities. How I many of y'all know we're living in a time now we need power way beyond our abilities? Because if we would be transparent and if we would really be honest, okay, we really can't handle what's going on around us. Come on, we need power. And especially those that have sons. Afro-American son, we need power. I need power every time Michael leaves here and says, okay, I'm going home. First thing his mother says, text me when you get home. <laughs> that don't mean she don't have power, okay? But we, we need to be concerned. Huh? You hear about a hanging every day now. We need to be concerned. <laughs> but not overly concerned to the point that we forget that he's given us power, okay? Power on the inside. And that's what Elijah, Elijah wanted. He wanted, he wanted power so he can do things beyond his own abilities. The reason why that many of you all have not stepped out and, and have really done what God has called you to do is because you're still relying upon your own abilities, as I know. Because when you rely on your own abilities, then you see all of your insufficiencies. Anytime you rely on your own abilities, you will see your insufficiencies every time. And can I tell y'all something? Been there and done that. Your insufficiencies will win every time. <laughs> okay? You have to allow the power of God that's inside of you, okay, to operate. Okay, and that's when you see real, real, real effect. And so he was, he was undoubtedly gripped by the awesome task that lay before him, talking about Elijah. And he knew that he could never fulfill the shoes of Elijah, nor the call of God, without the fullness of God's spirit. Okay, we cannot fulfill the call of God that's in our life. And let me ask you a question, what is God calling you to do? Write it on your piece of paper. Write it on your piece of paper. Oh, I don't know. Let's see, there's a problem there. 
There's a problem if you don't know what God is calling you to do. You've been saved for 30 years. You still don't know what God's calling you to do? Something wrong. Okay? Elijah knew for the task that God had set before him, he needed the fullness of God's spirit. Okay? And so, and, and, and so, and so God's spirit had forcefully dwelt and worked through his famed teacher and prophet, Elijah. J-A-H. <laughs> God had worked many miracles to him. Okay? S-H-A saw it. And so he's looking at all these miracles that my God, his teacher is performing. Now he's asking for a double portion. And I was, you know what he's really saying was, I want to do twice as much. <laughs> Y'all think about it. He's, I, I want to do twice as much, but he knew he couldn't do it. All right, he desperately needed the very same spirit and power working within and through him. That's what he needed. All right, let me let me let me talk about this tonight. Knowing that he was far less capable than Elijah J. H. All right, and being gripped by a sense of inadequacy. I don't know why that keeps coming up. Inadequacy. Come on, let's deal with our inadequacies. We cannot do it. But the power of God can. Let's stop being afraid. Let's stop being intimidated. Okay? Forget about your inadequacies. Let's start depending upon God. He knew that he needed far more help than Elijah ever needed. Here's the reason why. He needed far more help than he needed, first of all, because he didn't have what Elijah had. <laughs> then he needed far more help, because now he's asking for a double portion. Can I have it? Be careful what you ask for. Write that on your paper. Be careful what I ask for. Be careful. <clears throat> you think you want it. You think you want it. Be careful. Okay, be careful what you ask for. He, he, he knew he was going to need it. And so therefore, since he knew he was going to need, need it, he asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit, a spirit that was controlled by God's spirit. Okay? I, 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 I got to be careful. I don't want a double portion of nobody's spirit. <laughs> I said, you don't want a double portion of my spirit, probably. <laughs> Come on here. But watch this. He and you're going to see it. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. He knew the spirit that Elijah had. He saw the miracles. He saw God using him. Okay. He, he knew that he had a calling on his life. Don't you think that people, people know when they have a calling on their life and they fighting it. That's why we should never give up on people. Always pray for them. I don't care where they are. You just pray for them. They could be drunk as a skunk laying in a gutter. Just keep praying for them. Don't go kick them. And then tell them, oh, they ain't going to never be nothing. They could be high as a kite. They be so high, they don't even know. That. What's your name? I don't know. But don't give up on them. A lot of times people run. Okay? Because this ain't just a calling that you play with. It's a heavy calling. Okay? It's a huge responsibility. And so he needed to be controlled by God's spirit. But now notice, notice. Notice. In the text, verse number 10, you guys still have your Bibles. Notice Elijah's J-A-H response. Notice his response. You asked a hard thing. You asked a very difficult thing. Okay? I mean, you, you, my goodness. You're almost like, come on here. He asked, a, he asked a difficult thing for him to be to grant. And so, in fact, what's this? He did not personally have the power to grant such a request. J-A-H did not have the power to grant to S-H-A, you guys add the Eli to it, the request that he was even asking. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn on y'all real quick. Can't nobody give you their anointing. 
Uh-oh. Y'all have been in the prayer line. Somebody said, said, here, take my anointing in the name of Jesus. Can't nobody give you their anointing. Can't nobody bestow their, bestow their power on you. Okay? Watch it. Watch it. They can't do it. I'm going to blow on you. That's my anointing. Don't blow on me. Put a mask on. Okay? Now watch this. How could he? How could he? How could he impart twice as much as he had himself? How could he do it? J-A-H only had so much. How could he give double of what he had? He only had so much. If you only have $10, how can you give 20? <laughs> you can't do it. That's why it was a hard request. <clears throat> how could he give what he did not have? But yet he told him, ask me whatever you want. Now I have an answer for you. The reason why he told him to ask whatever he wanted, and if, he was around when he left. He did it. He gave an answer by faith. <laughs> okay? He gave an answer by faith. And he was dependent on God to honor his request. <clears throat> oh, somebody should have snatched that out of the air just then. You should have snatched it out of the air. He gave an answer by faith and was dependent on God to honor his request. But I'm going through the whole story. When we bought the church, and the man asked me, how much can you put down? I said, $10,000 in one week. And I knew we didn't have it. That was an answer by faith. But I was depending on God. Oh, y'all, I almost jumped over this desk just then. I was depending on God to honor it. You know the story when you got another preacher standing next to me that told the man he'd bring him $120,000 in the morning. I wouldn't intimidate it. <laughs> Come on here. When you operate by faith, you're not intimidated. You don't look at what you have in hand. Now, there's a thin line between faith and stupidity. Okay? My father-in-law used to say that all the time. Okay. But when I gave my answer and the other preacher laughed at me, he laughed in my face. He was a friend of mine. How dare you laugh? Talk about me after we leave. Don't laugh at the little pole holding this preacher in his face. But I gave my answer by faith. Watch this. Trusting that God would honor it. <laughs> now watch this. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get through this. When I gave my answer by faith, I didn't just go home and you lay in the bed and say, I'm going to wait on God. <laughs> See, some of y'all trying to operate in faith, but you, it, 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 your faith is making you lazy. Somebody said, what this got to do with uncommon man? I'm the uncommon man teaching tonight. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some of my gift. That's what it has to do with. <laughs> and then some of you are, you're afraid to ask questions. You have to ask. There's no such thing as a, 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 a dumb question if you don't know. And you don't ask questions to be argumentative. Sometimes, you know, I can't stand when people ask me a question, they already have an answer. They just trying to see what my answer is going to be. No. But when you're pursuing what's inside of the uncommon man or the uncommon woman, ask questions. That's the only way you're going to know. We don't know everything. You have to ask questions. If you don't know, ask. Write that on your paper. If I don't know, ask. Just ask. And then if you ask and somebody give you the answer, now you know. Don't be like what my grandfather used to say. My grandfather used to say, I'm not going to tell you what I know. So he wasn't no uncommon man. He wasn't. He was just an ordinary man then according to what I'm teaching. He said, I'm not going to tell you what I know. I said, Papa, why are you not going to tell me what you know? He said, because if I tell you what I know, then you're going to know what I know plus what you know. And you'll know more than me. 
<laughs> no, but they're a common man, they're a common woman. Let's reverse it. <clears throat> that God is going to send somebody to you to pull that gift out of you. You're going to allow them to ask questions. And then when they ask questions, don't make them feel like they're stupid. Come on. That's the best way I do how to say that. When somebody asks a question, don't say, oh, you should know that answer. But they didn't, if they had no answer, I'm quite sure they would not have asked. All right? And so the answer that he gives is by faith and, and God honoring his request. Because only God can give his spirit to people. I need y'all to understand it. Only God. Only God can give his spirit to people. Anybody out there, anybody else that you hear handing out God's spirit or selling God's spirit, <laughs> keep your money. Only God gives out his spirit to people. Okay? But now watch this. Elijah did give him a sign. <laughs> okay? He gave him a sign that would indicate whether the Lord was going to grant his request. Okay, so I said, well, how could he give him a sign? Well, you could give him a sign because God would talk to him. <laughs> okay? And, and, and the sign, if Elijah, S-H-A, witness, Elijah's J-A-H departure from this earth, then he would be receiving a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Okay. But if, once again, if he was not a personal witness of the departure, this is very important. Some of y'all try to get blessed by what you've been told. Somebody come up to you and say, oh, pastor, talk about that. Ooh, that blessed my spirit. Okay, maybe it did, but guess how much more it would have blessed you <laughs> if you had been there. Okay, you, you, you know, we used to, when we had testimony service, when the saints used to testify and jump and shout and everything like that on Sunday night, and then you call somebody and tell them what a good time that, that we had, and they stayed home, you'd be like, oh, my goodness, I miss church. Michael ran around the church. He did a cartwheel down the center aisle. I missed it. <laughs> and don't it seem like every time you miss church, something happens? <laughs> Uh-oh, I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to go there. I almost said something. I'm not going to go there. All right, so listen. <laughs> he, had to, he had to personally witness Elijah being taken up. That's the only way he was going to have what he had requested. Now, this is very important. Here's why it's very important. It's very important because this is a strong lesson. Here's the lesson. There's so much in this. This is a strong lesson on commitment to one's call in life. Here it is. This is a strong lesson. It's a strong lesson. I cannot stress that enough. Because during the remaining hours of his last day on earth, Elijah J.A.H. tested the commitment of his young disciple time and time again. He kept testing him. Okay? And, and, and here was the thing. On each occasion, Elijah proved faithful. <laughs> He proved faithful on each occasion. Test me. I, 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 I know what I want. Oh, no. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? He knew what he wanted. So Elijah would test him, but then he would always prove faithful. Why? Because he, he, he was totally committed to his call and to the task God had given him upon this earth. And so in his commitment to service, Elijah, S-H-A, is a dynamic example for us. Look at his life. He's, he's an example. Whatever your call, whatever our call in life, whatever our task, we must be committed. <clears throat> I, I don't care how good you do what you do. If you're not committed, what difference does it make? If you can't be dependent upon, what difference does it make? You, you, you can unlock the church without a key, but what difference do it make if you ain't there to do it? 
<laughs> Nothing gets done apart from commitment. You have to stick with it. A worker's labor is often unacceptable and incomplete if he or she is only partially committed to the job. How about a farmer? How about a farmer? A farmer reaps little, if any crop, if he is only partially committed. A business suffers financial loss and perhaps bankruptcy if the management is only partially committed. Don't know where the money going. <laughs> Everybody writing checks. You go bankrupt. Workers are not rewarded and often lose their jobs if they are not committed. Oh, I'm going to say something else. Homes fall apart. Homes fall apart if husbands and wives or children are not committed to one another. Students, just case we got some young folk on here. Students suffer and they fail to learn if teachers are not committed. And then flip it. If you fail to go to class, <laughs> you can't learn. How you gonna blame it on the teacher and you didn't show up? You can't do it. You can't do it. Everybody say commitment. That's what God is looking for in these last and evil days. He's looking for commitment. It's right here in the text. Because Elijah S-H-A was committed to J-H-A, he received the blessing. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Oh, I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I don't apologize for the word. Notice something. I want you to see this. Elijah's divine appointment with Elijah started at work plowing a field behind a yoke of oxen. He was at work in the field. Elijah passed by and quickly threw his mantle on him. Now, I don't want you to get confused with this. I don't want you to get confused. <laughs> okay? That wasn't the double portion mantle. Uh, look at it, verse 19. You're still in the book, ain't you? You're still in the book. Yeah, look in your book. Verse number 19. Look what it says. I'm sorry, go to 1 Kings 19 and 19. 1 Kings. We go all the way back to 1 Kings 19 and 19. <clears throat> there it is. So he departed thence, found Elijah, the son of Shaphat, who was, what was he doing? Plowing. He was working. So y'all talking about the Lord is on me. I got to quit my job. No, stay there. Hey. <laughs> Stay there. You ain't got to quit your job in order for God to use you. Okay? You better make sure that God is on you. It says he was plowing. He was working with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he with the 12. And watch this. Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Now watch what happened in verse number 20. <laughs> and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah, S-H-A, ran after J-A-H. Okay, and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, go back again, for what have I done to thee? And then in verse 21, and he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and bore their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and he went after Elijah. And, and then, then what did he do? He ministered unto him. Uh-oh. There had to be something in that mantle. That mantle caused him to jump up, <laughs> chase after him. Come on, when you, oh, Lord, what time is it? When you got something, you ain't got to always display it. Come on. The, the, the second that mantle hit him, he knew. That was the call of God on his life. And he said, we're going to kiss my mama and my daddy. 
went and cooked up some stuff, fed the people, found Elijah, ministered him. Y'all, y'all read that verse. Read it. Read it again. Read it again. Just read it. <laughs> you have to understand that the mantle, the mantle was a prophetic act symbolizing the call of God. Okay? God was calling him into the ministry. Now, 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 watch this. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Whatever God has for you, can't nobody else get. I'm going to say it again. Whatever God has for you, can't nobody else get. Quit looking at what other folk have. Whatever God has for you, can't nobody else get. Here it is right here in the text. We've got proof right there. Okay? Because when you read it, there were several others that was working in the same field that day. Okay? But it was Elijah that the Holy Spirit chose for service. The mantle don't accidentally fall on nobody. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. The mantle don't accidentally fall on nobody. Now, some folk might go on eBay and Amazon Prime and try to buy a mantle. <laughs> Come on in, somebody. Somebody's grandmother might leave a mantle and they think that's going to that's gonna cover them. There were other people, but God chose him. You ain't got to lie. You ain't got to scheme. You ain't got to fight. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to keep trying to show your head up. You ain't got to raise your hand every time so people can see you know what God has for you is for you. There were other people in the field working. And Elijah went by and threw the mantle on Elijah. So Elijah's life was, was, was ready to change powerfully. He had a farewell meeting with his family. And he became Elijah's minister. Okay? I want y'all to see something. Because when you read in the 19th chapter, when you read in the 19th chapter, that should be verse 19 through 21, which we just read. It's interesting that Elijah burned the wooden plow to show his total relinquishing of his formal employment. Okay, he also had a feast with the oxen for his friends and family. That means he was serious. He was serious. See, some folk ain't serious about, and when I say a call of God on your life, please, please understand me. I'm not saying that God trying to call you to be no preacher or God trying to call you to be no missionary or God trying to call you to be no evangelist. That's not what I'm talking about. Whatever God, whatever your calling is, your calling could be to, 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 to go to go 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 to, to a senior's home, clean up their house. Okay, whatever that calling is, if God has called you to do that, then be committed to that. If that senior expecting you to come every Wednesday, don't call Tuesday night talking about you, you ain't gonna be able to make it, and you make four phone calls within the month. <laughs> be committed to that. Everybody say commitment again. Okay, this was a tremendous opportunity for Elijah, S-H-A, to be trained by a seasoned man of God, an uncommon man. And that's what's wrong today. Nobody wants to be trained. Oh, I said it. You get saved and then speak in a little bit of tongues, go buy a Bible, get your name engraved on it, and then can't nobody tell you nothing. You need to be trained. I get righteous indignation, and I really do. When I look at all these young preachers around town, just out there running around, and don't have no job, just running around, asking can they preach somewhere to get $50, $100. Michael, you need to put this one on Facebook. Come on here. I want everybody to hear it. No, sit down and get trained. It don't happen overnight. When God called Moses, he had to go 40 more years on the backside and keep on tending his sheep. Okay, wait on your time. John Wesley, the great theologian, founder of the Methodist movement in the Church of England, here's what he said. He says, those who would be fit to teach 
must have time to learn. <laughs> if you're going to be fit to teach, you got to have time to learn. And then he says, those should be first served who may hereafter rule. You have to learn how to serve people. You got to learn how to be a servant. I don't serve nobody but the Lord. Okay. <laughs> if you don't serve nobody but the Lord, I'm telling you now, you ain't going to be effective in what God is calling you to do because there's nothing wrong with being a servant. Okay. Elijah, J-A-H, was S-H-H, uncommon man. That was his uncommon man. He had in him what, he, what Elijah was trying to get out of him. Somebody say, teach, pastor, even though I can't hear you, but say it. When you look at 2 Kings, the second chapter, verse number 7, you'll see how Elijah honored Elijah by ministering to his knees and staying close to him. Got to stay close. Where other prophets were constantly looking from afar. Okay? Not so with, not so with uh, uh, Elijah. When you, when you really leave, uh, read that, and I'm almost finished. When you really, <clears throat> when you really read that, oh my God, it's, it's so, oh, it's so powerful. When you read in that in that in that in that in that, in that second chapter of the book of Second Kings, hold on, I, I I highlighted it. When you start at verse number two, and I'm not gonna read it all. Elijah J A A said that I'm going to Bethel, and he told Elijah S H A to stay, and he said, No, I'm not staying. I'm going with you. <laughs> so they both end up traveling to Bethel. Then when he got to Bethel, when you look at verse number four, Second Kings, the second chapter. Elijah says, I'm going to Jericho. He says, Elijah, stay at Bethel. Elijah said, I'm not staying. <laughs> I'm going to Jericho. Are y'all following me here? Because watch this. You got something I want. If you go to Italy, I'm going. Because you got something I want. Here you go. Because I've been able to identify it. Uh-oh. I've been able to identify it. Now watch this. If you identify the wrong thing, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> but he was able to identify it. Then when you skip on down, uh, uh, he was in Jericho. You go to verse number six. Elijah said, I'm going over to Jordan. You stay here. Uh-uh. Now, I know I've come a long way with you, and I've seen so many blessings. That means some of us. I got enough now. I done sat and talked with him and ate with him and picked his brain and got some of his gift that I'm going to start my own ministry now. No, he said, I ain't staying here. Uh, this is just, uh-uh, this, 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 this ain't a scratch in the bucket. This, this, no, I'm going with you. And the, and the Bible said that they both went over into Jordan, but now watch this. 50 other men, the sons of the prophet, they also went. So by this time, it's, it's them plus 50 more prophets. But if you read verse number seven, it says, and stood to view afar off. So they went with him. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. They went with him, but they just went to look. They went to church, but they sat in the back. <laughs> uh, they don't want to be too close. They don't want to get too involved because they don't want nobody to ask them nothing. They don't feel like performing no miracles, so we're going to go with you, but we're going to just stand afar off. Whew. And so watch what happens. The day Elijah was taken up by a whirlwind. My God, my God. I got to say this, because when he got to Bethel, the other prophets that were in Bethel told Elijah, S-H-A, they said to him, don't you know he's going to be taken away from us? And he told them, those prophets, in other words, he said, be calm. <laughs> Y'all just be calm. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Then when he got over into Jericho, those prophets told him the same thing. Don't you know he's going to be taken away? 
If that had been some of us, we would have said, oh, that's my confirmation. Hallelujah. That's my confirmation. Then when he left Jericho and went to Jordan, 50 men went with him. The prophets that were in Jordan said, don't you know he's going to be taken away? He says, calm down. Because watch this. He knew the bigger picture. Uh oh. He knew what he had asked him for. Now, either you're going to believe, oh, glory be to God. What time is it? I got about two minutes. Either you're going to believe that it's going to happen and you're going to put your best foot forward. Stop all that just asking and talking about just in case. I don't serve a just in case God. Write that, write that down. I don't serve a just in case. If you ask God for something, believe it. <clears throat> Commit to it. Do whatever it takes. Make up in your mind tonight, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. When you wake up in the morning, just say whatever it takes. You're walking around the house, say whatever it takes. Make, make somebody say, make somebody say, are you talking to me? And you say, no, I'm talking to God. Watch this. I'm closing now. I'm closing. I'm closing for real. This is good. This is good. This is good. Ooh, this is good. This is good. Not only did he honor him, and I told you guys that was, you know, a few weeks ago, you had, I mean, last week you got to honor. But not only did his pursuit give him, give him experience, because he had a lot of experience, but his faith gained him favor from God. His faith gave him favor from God. Okay? Yeah. Elijah got that double portion. He got what he just, you know, we used to sing the song, got just what I wanted. Got just what I wanted. Got just what I wanted from the Lord. You know, some of y'all don't even know that song. Then they say the Holy Ghost was what I wanted. They, they, they made up stuff, Lord. But they got just what they wanted from the Lord. So because... He, he gained experience. Each, each place he went, it was experience. Can I tell you guys something? God, God is going to use our experiences. You, 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 you haven't gone through what you've gone through for nothing. Stop sitting around talking about, oh, why me? And woe is me. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Even lift them up the everlasting door. The king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your hands, O ye gates. Even lift them up the everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. You've gone through what you have gone through because God's going to work your experiences. Okay? He's going to show you favor, and you're going to receive what you desire to have. Last but not least, here's the lesson. Here's the lesson. And I don't want you to miss it. Out of all my talking I did tonight, here's what I don't want you to miss. The lesson here is the importance of pursuit, serving, and staying close to the uncommon man or woman that God puts into your life. That's the lesson. You got to, you got to, you got to pursue. You have to serve. You have to stay close. And, 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 and here, here's what you need to know. When God allows you to identify that uncommon individual, you ain't got to worry about that individual getting all, getting the big head making themselves feel important and all of that. No, no, because it's not about that. It's not about carrying my briefcase. It's not about me looking like I'm somebody. No. Okay? That person got something in them or you have something in you. Somebody may, my God, my God, somebody may want to serve you. They may want to stay close to you, but they, they say you ain't committed. You up one day and down the next day, singing the blues. 
Then try to perform miracles. Nobody want to follow that. Yes, we get up. Yes, we are, yes, we're up. Yes, we're down. Okay? But guess what? In everything we give thanks because this is the will of God concerning you, Christ, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. All right? And so Elijah, S-H-A, stayed close to J-A-H. And guess what? That which he could not give him, God favored him and gave him a double portion. Look what he had to go through. Look what he had to go through. He had to literally sell out. That's what he had to do. He kissed his mama and his daddy <laughs> and said, I'll see y'all later. I got a calling on my life. Come on here. When you have a calling on your life, that must become the most important thing to you. Okay? That's got to be. I, 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 I don't understand these folks that say it's called by God and everything distract them. I'm talking about everything distract them. Something wrong with that picture. Something wrong with that picture. All right? You got to sell out. You have to pursue, serve, stay close to that uncommon man because that uncommon man has something in you. Okay? And then when somebody try to pursue and stay close to you and serve you, don't be talking about, I wonder what they want. They ain't up to no good. They ain't up to no good. Now, if you're in the spirit, the Lord will show you. Come on here. There'll be confirmation where that person can identify that you are the person. And then whatever God has placed inside of you, don't hesitate. Hallelujah. Don't hesitate when they ask questions. Give answers. All right? Not off the top of your head. Don't give answers what you think. Give answers what does God say? What does the Bible say? Because I mean, I don't know the Bible's right. I don't care what nobody says. The Bible is right. I had somebody tell me the other day they didn't like to talk to me because every time they talk to me, I'm always quoting scripture. <laughs> I said, well, you know what? One thing I know, one thing I know if I keep quoting scriptures, I can't go wrong. I can't give you no wrong advice. As long as I put the word on it, you can't fight me. You're going to have to fight this word. Okay, because the word of God is truth. All right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop for the night. Y'all been so patient. You've been so patient. And so because you've been so patient, I'm going to, I'm going to stop tonight. But whatever, I need you all to understand that whatever, whatever, amen, whatever God has called you to do, he's looking for commitment. No, no, don't quit your job because you got to remember, Elijah was still working. Now, here was the thing. When the whirlwind, when the, uh, whirlwind came and took the chariot up and took Elijah, up. Watch what happened. <laughs> Once Elijah, S-H-A, noticed that he was gone, he fell down on his face and rented his clothes. He tore his clothes. But watch what happened when he tore his clothes. The mantle that was wrapped around Elijah fell off. And it's in the Bible. And when it fell off, it fell on him. That's a whole nother message there. Because that message, Sister Carly, is you got to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> and he got discouraged because Elijah was gone. His mentor was gone. His uncommon man was gone and walked away. Guess what? Then guess what? He wouldn't have never got the mantle. But the Bible says it fell on him. Don't tell me what God, it didn't fall nowhere else. It fell on him. He looked up <laughs> and felt the mantle on him and he took the mantle off. He said, oh my God, this is the mantle. Now watch what he said. I'm done for real. He said, let me see if this thing work. <laughs> he said, I got to see if this thing work. He went over to the Jordan River <laughs> and shook the mantle. And the Bible said the, the, the river divided. My God, he knew that the, the God had granted him his desire. See, some of y'all trying to work with other people's tubes. It don't work. You don't have that anointing. <laughs> Amen. Elijah had to pay the price. And he paid it. And God gave him his heart desire. All right. God bless God. I thank you for your goodness, your love. Thank you for your kindness. <clears throat> thank you for your tender mercy. Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for your word tonight. You have been 
declare that your word will not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. Now, God, I planted this seed into the lives of your people. Oh, God, help the seed grow. Help them understand that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. God, you're the one that said it. Oh, God, let your power and your anointing rest upon us in the name of Jesus. Help us to commit ourselves totally to you and totally to the calling that you have placed upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray now that you meet every need that's under the sound of my voice in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that know sickness, we know that healing is a children's bread. Those that are in bereavement, God, you are a God of comfort, you are a God of peace. Touch their hearts now and comfort their spirits. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand.